Welcome to Shana's Soapbox. We're going to spend a short time delving into a topic, be it tech, business, money, or passion, and give you actions that you can take to improve your project or your life. Today's topic is all about the word agile. If you look up agile in the dictionary, you'll find it means to be able to move quickly and easily, quick and coordinated in movement, active, lively, marked by an ability to think quickly, mentally acute or aware, and relating to a philosophy of product development and production intended to create and distribute batches of working products in a short period of time with subsequent batches planned in a cyclical cycle of improvement, production, and distribution. So you've heard of agile software programming and agile teams. So the point of today is not just to explain what agile is, but to offer up an idea that I think this one thing and this one change can really make a fundamental difference in all software-based systems. And I think it applies to life. I think one of the major problems I've seen with agile development today, and I work on government software projects. I've been working on government software projects for 25 years, and agile has been about for almost that time. What I have seen is an obsession with scrums, and scrum is this morning meeting where your team gets together. The term scrum is based on a rugby term of gathering the group in, and these very focused two-week development cycles, not delivery cycles. So let's be clear. I have rarely seen software delivered on an every two-week cycle, but a focus on developing software in a two-week cycle. So where did this term agile software come about? How has this become part of our lexicon? In 2021, so over 20 years ago, At a snowbird ski resort in the mountains of Utah, 17 software engineers, I was going to say nerds, 17 software engineers came together to try to find common ground. A lot of software was being developed according to the waterfall method. In the waterfall development method, it is sequential. You cannot move to the next phase till the phase before it is complete. And there are no overlapping phases. It is a linear sequential flow. This approach, this waterfall approach, was the first software that was wildly used. At the time, it made sense from the way software was built. You were talking about punch cards. You were getting much closer to the hardware. And the waterfall method came from how a lot of engineering systems were being built. This is probably how computers are built, where the requirements are set. So you spend all this time really defining what do we need to build. Then you design the system. Then you build the system. Then you test it. And then you put it out into the world. So think about computers. These are typically how computers are made. This is how airplanes are made. What happens is over time, this does not work for software. Why? Because software is easier to change. It is easier to take back from the world, modify, and put back out. You literally sometimes can just change one line and it prevents 
memory leak, which solves all the problems, right? So the major problem with the waterfall method is that it relies on an assumption that the requirements are right. So the requirements have to be complete and perfect because what gets built is tested upon the requirements. And what you have found in software is sometimes the requirements aren't really what people want or they were misinterpreted. And so you have the ability to correct them and to go back. So 20 years ago in the mountains of Utah, 17 people came together, 17 renegades, and they had a talk about all the different programming that was going on. You had Extreme, you had Scrum, you had a methodology from IBM Crystal, you had feature-driven development, you had everything. And what came out was the Agile Manifesto. It is akin to the Declaration of Independence and that not only did it put out broad guidelines for us to then interpret over time, but they signed it. So it was signed by 17 people. The manifesto for agile software development says, we are uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Throughout this work, we have come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. That is, while there are value in the items on the right, we value the items on the left more. So it's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It is understanding that you do need processes and tools. You do need documentation. You do need to have a plan. But there is a balance in that humans are more important than processes. Working software is more important than documentation. And being able to modify to inputs, so responding to change over following a plan. And that's, I think, where the Agile really comes from, being able to adapt to change and what's needed. When we're building these large software systems, when we're trying to change everything, we're trying to provide digital transformations, we're trying to move all of our software systems to the cloud, we're trying to make all of our software systems be built with CI/CD, which is continuous integration, continuous delivery, and continuous deployment. The thought around CI/CD is that it is making the ability to put all the code together and deliver it not just faster, but automatic. So you have all of the testing being put together automatically and you know the ability. And then if testing results are solid, it goes automatically released. And this is called the CI-CD pipeline. Why am I telling you this? Because this is what is written into proposals and this is what people are obsessed with. But I am here today to ask all of you listening, all of you, every single one of you, to get comfortable with showing your work. I'm going to say it again because it's that important. The number one thing to take away this year is not CICD. It's not cloud transformation. It is getting the entire team, everyone on the team, from the tech writers to the requirements person, to the scrum master, to the project manager, to the stakeholders, to the very vocal user, It is getting everyone on the team comfortable with putting the whole 
thing together and showing a demonstration of the work. I think this is where we really hurt engineering by not assuming that it's multidisciplinary, that engineering is strictly about math and tech. But this is the beauty of creatives is that they're very comfortable producing and producing their artifacts and their content and their art and putting it out in the world and understanding that not everyone's going to love it and they're going to get feedback and that this is a major part of creation. And so I think we need to get very comfortable with this creation and understanding this. So we need to get very comfortable of not just integrating the software, but looking at what was built. So I've worked on so many teams. And one of the major problems I've seen in government contracting is really nobody's fault. People are developing software that they will never use. So very different, say, than financial software or Square, where their grandma's going to use it, their friends are going to use it, they understand how it's going to be used, they might be a user of the software themselves. But in a lot of cases, we're developing very, very complex, integrated system of systems, and we are never the end user. And perhaps we don't even have data to actually understand what it is. But this is where we're doing ourselves an extreme disservice. So I've been on many teams that are obsessed with having that morning scrum and they are obsessed with the two-week delivery and the points. But you ask the team to demo what's been integrated and they give all sorts of excuses. The team is not comfortable with sitting and seeing the working software. They're not comfortable using the software. They're not comfortable getting feedback on the software or sitting and listening to feedback. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's uncomfortable. It is, but it's the only way you develop something of value. And no one wants to spend their days working for something that is never used or provides no value or has a fatal flaw because if they just saw this one thing that they would understand how urgently and how quickly they need to change the software so that it works and solves that problem. So if you do anything this year, anything, I beg of you, get comfortable with showing your work. And I think it has two major values. So number one is for the team building the product themselves. Often, they're not the users of the software. And number two, they don't necessarily know what's been built or how it works or for who it works. So even if you have user stories, even if you have specific user personas, even if you've said that certain personas have different needs because one is in a tactical, low latency environment and one is connected to optical networks, for example, the development team and the stakeholders are often never users of the software and they do not know how the software actually works and they've never seen it actually run through. Another related thing about this of just even having working software is we hire these people. We hire engineers and we bring people onto the team. And we might have a bit of an overview and maybe we have some requirements, documents. But we often never give people a lay of the land of what they're actually building. They're never able to actually run through the software or given a demonstration of the software. So having an instance of your software that is working 
that is able to be looked at and to be tested and to be played with. And I beg too that this demo is not a one-time demo. So I would recommend that one, the actual demonstration is recorded so that anyone at any time can get a voiceover of the system. But two, also that it's just available for anyone to use. I think this is really important because a lot of times people don't get to really test things out or give real feedback until it's quiet. So people are typically doing feedback and they're really checking either documents or ideally your, your software first thing in the morning or late at night when it's quiet, when they have alone time. Also, you know, the really common problem of there's the squeaky wheel. So you'll give a demonstration and there's only one person who's comfortable speaking up. A lot of times people are very uncomfortable speaking up and giving feedback, particularly in a crowd. They don't want to make the team feel bad. They don't want to make anyone look bad, but they do have to give that feedback. Really make sure that you have a demonstration so that the team is able to understand what they're doing, that they have the why. Everyone loves that Simon Sinek book, Start With Why. But we so often are building these systems with people who cost a fortune every day. And we don't have them start with why. We don't make them understand the mission that they're supporting. We don't make them understand the overview. We often don't have product strategies built or product descriptions. But with Agile, you don't necessarily even need that. If you have the working software, they can see it themselves. They can see what the core functions are and how it was designed to be used. And they can also see what the major problems are. So share your work, share it to everyone, make it readily available that everyone can give you feedback, record that video, have a server with it up and running so that all times people can go and then they can give you written feedback because they might not feel comfortable giving it to someone. And know that as you're looking at that feedback and taking the demonstration, you only need to focus on the top three things. So people may give you every single solitary thing that they feel, but just like you only need the 80% solution, you only need to know what are the top three things that you really have to fix. Maybe even top five, I'll give you top five. But it just, you need to put it out there and you need to be comfortable with the feedback. And so this applies to your own personal life for those of you who want to develop content in your own personal life and you're uncomfortable putting it out there. Just like me, when I started this podcast, I am uncomfortable putting it out there, but it's not for me. It's for other people to feel and hear. Takeaway, Agile is not about Scrum. Agile is not about two-week delivery cycles. Agile is about building working software. And more important than building working software, it is getting feedback on the software. It is showing the work and letting everyone come and look at it and spend some time with it and have time to think about it. Not just in that one hour meeting where everyone comes and everyone's nervous and the customer comes in, but everyone should be allowed to see the software and everyone should start being comfortable really getting feedback. We're really doing a disservice to ourselves, to our teams, and to the people we're serving by building these systems by not being comfortable with the feedback. We're all coming together to solve a problem. Let's make sure we're solving the right problem. 
So get comfortable showing your work, get comfortable doing the feedback and revising. And for all of you procrastinators out there like me, this is the number one way I helped get over a large portion of my procrastination was I had to exhale and just calm down and open up whatever I was avoiding and time box it and just take a draft and just put my best effort for that time and share it and get feedback and revise it. You are not being judged by this one moment in time. Your career is not going to be made on this one moment of time, on this one demonstration. In fact, one of the number one things about any team is the ability to take feedback, to take constructive criticism. So get comfortable with it. The more you do it, the better you're going to be. And you're going to understand that it's like a coach who's sitting there coaching you to make sure the end product is strong. You have great instincts, but you can't watch yourself. And it's the same with your products. You need to understand its impact on others and its effectiveness. And you need to be able to receive that feedback. So for your software teams, for you personally, get comfortable putting yourself out there in the world. Just do it. Stop thinking about it. Stop overanalyzing. Just put it out and know that, hey, you may wince. You may get some feedback that's horrible, but you'll survive. You'll survive. And next time it won't be as bad. Because at the end of the day, you want to build something that's amazing and really provides value. You're spending all of these hours putting it out there and building it. And you'll get better over time. So the more you put it out there, the more you get the feedback, the more comfortable you're going to be. We're so used to right answers. There was a right answer for math. Your code works or it doesn't. Except that's the point why waterfall doesn't work. It's not meeting the requirement. It's making sure that what is built is actually what the customer needs. So you might have met the requirements, but at the end of the day, it's not what someone needs. And that's life. You're going to put some things out there that are ugly. You're going to put some things out there that are amazing. You're remembered by what's amazing. Well, thank you for listening. I am putting myself out there by trying this. So let me know. Give me your feedback. You can instant message me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn the most or email me. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think could be one thing that everyone could do to be better or different topics you'd like to see or feedback on the podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is sponsored by Nyla Technology Solutions, an SBA-certified 8A, hub-zone, woman-owned small business specializing in full-stack software engineering and data science services to the U.S. government. Our innovative solutions are built to match the speed of mission. For more information, partnering opportunities, and new job openings, please visit our website, www.nyla.io.